If you've been waiting to learn about past life regression, then this is the show for you. Stay tuned as we talk about reincarnation and past life regression with my teacher, Mary Elizabeth Raines. I received my certification as a past life regression counselor from her in 2010, so I'm personally familiar with both the depth and the breadth of her knowledge of this subject. Welcome to Evolving Humans. I'm your host, Julia Marie, and this podcast is for visionary people like you who are exploring the true nature of reality and want to contribute to the global awakening. You seek to deepen the connection to your multidimensional self so that you can live a more conscious life. Mary Elizabeth Raines is an internationally recognized hypnotist, and hypnosis instructor living in Sedona, Arizona. For the past 24 years, she's taught hundreds of professionals from all over the world through her school, the Academy for Professional Hypnosis Training. And she certifies her students as either past life regression counselors or hypnotherapists. She wrote a book about past life regression titled The Laughing Cherub's Guide to Past Life Regression. A handbook for real people. You'll find the book on Amazon. It's an honor to welcome her back to Evolving Human Soul. Thanks for joining us again, Mary Elizabeth. Hi, thank you for having me. Before we dive into our discussion about past life regression, how can I find the right facilitator for me? both for hypnosis and for regression. That's something that I feel is important and needs to be addressed. I wish I I had uh, a comprehensive directory. I think it's important to interview a hypnotist and past life regressionist gently and politely, of course. Find out how many years they've been doing it. Um, Find out where they've received their training. Some people take a a course that's only two days long, for example. Um, And that's not sufficient for someone to be a good past life regressionist. I think we'll cover some things and you want to make sure that your regressionist is aware of the kind of topics that we're going to talk about. Interview them and just don't go for hype or slick website. I've known people that have been absolute frauds who've had gorgeous websites. And I've known some really fantastic practitioners who have horrible websites. And artistic ability doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with a good practitioner. Also, you know, talk to them ahead of time, interview them ahead of time, and you shouldn't have to go to their office or pay. You should be able to do this by phone. See if you connect with their voice. See if you connect with their style. Because we've all had the experience of calling someone up on the phone and we immediately dislike them because of their voice. You wouldn't want to make that mistake just by going blindly to a practitioner. So have a little bit of a phone chat with them ahead of time. Well, if I don't like their voice, it's not likely that I'm going to be able to go to where I need to go if they're the one that's guiding me. Exactly. And that's uh, a complaint that I've heard that people said, oh, I didn't have a good experience. I didn't really jive with my practitioner. Mm -hmm. 
So if a client came to you and said, I'd like to have a regression, but I'm fearful that I'm going to encounter something awful that happened to me in a past life, what would you tell them? That's a good question because this is the mark of an expert past life regressionist versus someone who just took a quick little class and decides that they can do it. My students and I protect our clients by saying both before the hypnosis and during the hypnosis that you will only access a lifetime that you're able to handle when you can understand, integrate, and heal from today. I've certainly had experience with clients who went to a regressionist who took them to a lifetime where they experienced lots of trauma, and then there was no healing at the end. They they left immersed in trauma because there was no healing or no integration at the end. And um, they left feeling damaged and even traumatized. So be sure that any practitioner you see does safeguard you. It doesn't mean you won't experience trauma, by the way, but you will only experience what you are able to handle and heal from and deal with. Something else I hear a lot, but don't necessarily know if it's absolutely true, is uh, what if I can't be hypnotized? Are there any cases where a person just can't be hypnotized? Yeah, um, it's people who abuse drugs and alcohol, mm. people with extremely low IQs, uh, who and the latter aren't going to come to you for hypnosis probably anyway, and people with very serious mental illness. Now, I'm not talking about the neuroses or the depression that all of us have a touch of from time to time, but I'm talking about very serious uh, psychoses, for example. And uh, that, that's, that's pretty much it. Almost everybody else can be hypnotized. As for the regression, if you have a good regressionist, nearly everybody can access a past life. One obstacle is if people are trying too hard and they want it so badly. Mm. I was like that in the beginning. I wanted a past life regression. I was seeking one years and years ago because I thought I'd have it. I'd seen a documentary and I thought, go ahead, I'm going to have a past life regression. It's going to clear up all my problems in one fell swoop. And um, instead, I went to a past life where I was some kind of peasant farmer. I was this old guy. I was very grumpy, and I didn't like people. And that was it. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you have super high expectations, well, you might be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, but even if you want it too badly, so that you kind of block yourself because you're thinking, oh boy, I hope this works. Oh gosh, I hope I get my answers. A good regressionist can guide you through that, give you a few fail-safes so that you can mm -hmm. have an experience as long as you cooperate with the practitioner. Do I have to believe in past lives in order for this process to work? Well, put it this way, I haven't had anybody ever come to me who hasn't believed in past lives, so I really don't know. Well, let let one exception. I was once leading a group at, mm -hmm. there was a, a very famous workshop uh, place, bookstore called the Bodhi Tree mm -hmm. in uh, West Hollywood. 
and I gave workshops there. And I had a group, and there was a guy who had been dragged to the workshop by his girlfriend, and he didn't believe in past lives. But at the end, he said, well, I had an experience where I was a thief and I was hanged. And he said, I'm not sure if I believe in this or not, but I've never liked tight collars. Oh, well, hmm. (laughs) So there you go. And that's kind of what I was intimating about is in those group sessions. That's where you're most likely to come across people that don't. But it's fascinating that he probably did regress to a past life. Generally speaking, though, why would a person want to explore their past lives? Sometimes just for entertainment. I live in Sedona, Arizona, and uh, people come through and they think they need to have a past life regression because it's part of the Sedona experience. And I have no problem with that. But many times it's in um, a relationship that's puzzling for various reasons. It can be a knee-jerk response, emotional response. For example, uh, someone who's terrified of wind and they begin to tremble and freak out whenever there's wind or that kind of response to to something that can't be explained. It, It can be all kinds of reasons and relationships. I've had people come also who have explored a talent that they, a kind of a buried or hidden talent that they hadn't even been aware that they had. I always ask the soul to provide the lifetime, the soul or the highest guidance, God, whatever your belief is, to provide you with the lifetime that will give you the best answers to what you need at that moment. I had a woman come to me and she was hanging her head down. She had been molested and figured it was karma. She had probably been a molester in a past life and and she was just full of misery and I'm going to face the music and have a regression. Instead, she went back to a lifetime in ancient Ireland where she was a singer in the equivalent of what are today called bars or pubs. And as a result, within six months, she had a little singing in a nightclub in Los Angeles. And she didn't even realize that she had had that talent. So her soul said, you know, this is what you really need to look at. I hope that that answers your questions. But yes. often people just come because they're, they're curious. Who was I? And it's fun to find out. One theory is that we've had hundreds, if not thousands, of past lives. That's great, because I was going to ask you, how many do we have? And you just answered that for me. I I would be aware of any group, certain cults and certain uh, gurus and mystics say, oh, you've had exactly, everybody has 144 past lives, or they they put set numbers to it. They say, oh, you're going to be reincarnated every 10 years. I don't know. I would not put much faith in mm-hmm. now the soul is a very complicated energy continuum and it's my own personal belief we have no understanding of what our soul's capacity is exactly and and julia if you think as i do that i believe that we're all fragments of the mm-hmm. one um yep. call it god call it 
the universe, whatever you choose, then we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. So uh, we eventually could experience every lifetime there is to experience. Some people think that when we're regressed, we just kind of reach into the soup of all lives and pull out a lifetime <laughs> where we are one, where mm-hmm. we are today. And um, the other theory is that we are having multiple lives at the same time. Our soul is can divide many times. So you might be an old man in Nigeria, and you might be a, a little girl in Greece, and uh, and you. That's more along the lines of my perspective when I do past life readings, which is not as impactful as regressions, but it can give people some information. I draw a diagram that shows a big oval at the top that says soul with all these rays coming down to the timeline, and we're living all of those at the same time from the perspective of our soul. That is that that is um, an understanding among many people with um, spiritual insight that there is actually no such thing as time and mm-hmm. living all our lives at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you heal something that was damaged in the past, you are also healing your present. That was beautifully put, and I'm on, I'm on that train with you. You touched briefly on karma, karma from that one woman. Would you mind going into a little bit more about what karma is and how that works or entwines with past life regression? Yes, I can share my point of view as it is today. And by mm-hmm. the way, my points of view or my understandings are changing. I like to listen, by the way, to a lot of near-death experiences yes. because I figure the people that have gone to the other side, have the best access to the truth, including those of past lives. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people that will absolutely contradict what I believe at, at present, and who knows. But my understanding is that every single action, every single thought that we have comes back to us in exact form. Karma. Um, yeah. Karma, it's, it's, the, it's what is called today, some people have a school of theory called the law of attraction. And I believe uh, in it is correct, except that it takes place over centuries, perhaps millennia, not just in one life. So if I stole someone's goat in the 1500s, today someone might steal my car. So when I say exact, I mean exact in terms of the energy and the experience and response that it causes. Mm -hmm. But it's also positive karma. If you helped someone out in the 15th century, maybe you'll drop your grocery bag and some stranger will pick it up and carry it to the car for you in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's really quite beautiful to have this theory because this means we have complete responsibility for For everything ourselves and then it it also helps take the burden off if we experience something that's kind of ugly in our lives we can say well maybe i'm paying off a karmic debt so maybe that's okay 
mm-hmm. instead of you know going into that suffering. Poor me, yeah. poor me. Right, I'm such a victim. There is no victimhood uh, if you consider this karma. Other people have different ideas about it. Mine's mine's just one of many. And none of us are ever going to definitively know as long as we're speaking from the consciousness level that inhabits a human body. It's true. Even with the near-death experiences, some people yeah. come back and say there is no such thing as, mm-hmm. as um, reincarnation. Other people say, absolutely, I went to the other side. I was shown my past lives, um, and they, they have uh, agreed or validated uh, the, the theory that I currently have of karma. Now, if I'm someone who does believe in past lives, is there any way to prove that? I mean, how could I maybe say to someone, you know, there's this that might be evidence that we do live more than one lifetime? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I certainly have had a few clients who have done research into a past life circumstance that they came up with, something they would never have been exposed to. And um, and discovered that, yes, such a thing actually was. I had a woman, for example, and this is in my, my book, The Laughing Cherub Guide to Past Life Regression, a woman who was in the Great Potato Famine in Ireland in her past life. But she had been completely unaware of that historically. And uh, even, even in the past life, she was saying, we're fighting over... It has to do with potatoes. And she was just so stricken by that because it just seemed so odd to her. And she had never heard of the wars that had resulted, the war that had resulted, or the rebellion because of the potato famine. I've had other people have very other extremely validating experiences. There's a man who's written a book about children's past lives. In fact, there are mm-hmm. a number of I've I've known people who, as children, knew who they were in a past life, yet, uh, and, and have actually gone back to the place, the town or the village where, or the relatives that they once had in a former life and have validated a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's no way of proving it. Someone could say, well, they were just being psychic or whatever. I'm just glad you shared those things because there are, there are, as you said, quite a number of books and there's actually some videos. There's one that's coming to my mind about that young boy who was the pilot who went down and his parents took him and they did a whole thing for him being able to say goodbye to that person who he was at that time so that he could live the lifetime he was in currently. To me, that's one of the most moving examples of exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember his name, and and I don't I don't have a dagger, but there's yeah. several several mm-hmm. such books. So, how could I use past life regression for my own healing? That's a wonderful question. There are multiple ways. One is um, simply recognizing what was and acknowledging it and honoring it. Unfinished business. Sometimes we're left dangling a relationship or someone died and we thought they abandoned us, but they actually had 
getting killed, but we didn't know it at the time. There can be all kinds of unfinished business. And when we learn about that and realize that, then we have the opportunity to finish it. It's good. Sometimes it's learning what we need to do to resolve some karma, which is usually some kind of acts of service from the heart. Mm -hmm. Can't be fake. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a lot of times it's shedding tears that we were never able to shed in a past life. Think about past times people were busy just surviving. People did not have the luxury to process their grief. If a child died, that's horrible, but you had to go out in the fields and work hard from dawn to dusk the next day just to just to be able to feed yourself. So you didn't have the luxury of sobbing and weeping over Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And so when it's very common, as you know, Julia, for Mm -hmm. during past life regression, for people to cry. I I would say probably 90% of Mm -hmm. my clients end up in tears at some point. Don't let that deter you. They're good tears Mm -hmm. because they're shedding tears that they were not able to express in their past life. And for some reason, when you're having a regression, it, it gets condensed. So maybe 30 seconds of sobbing compensates for a lifetime of holding that grief inside. And it's released and people feel so much lighter and better. Another, uh, one of the, in fact, the huge way of healing is through the process of forgiveness. And that includes being forgiven by people either that we've wronged or who think we've wronged them, and they hold a grudge against us, their souls still do, or the people that have harmed us. Mm-hmm. Now, it can't be faked. You can't push someone into forgiveness. They have to genuinely be willing. So... I've certainly had clients who wanted to hold on to that resentment from hundreds of years ago and clench their jaw and were not ready to forgive. And it's too bad, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't bully them into forgiving. Mm-hmm. When people are ready to forgive, the good news is they don't really have to do anything. They don't have to grunt and groan and try. If they have a connection with some kind of, source, some kind of divine source, even if it's their own highest soul, all they need to do is have the willingness, just like in hypnosis, all you Mm -hmm. need is the willingness. And the healing then takes place, and wow, do the tears flow when that happens. Some people think, well, past lives are faked, they're made up. But my gosh, you can't sit in your on your couch and all of a sudden start sobbing because you're forgiving the soldier who stabbed you uh, when you were an an indigenous Native American. It's it's phenomenal. It's It's a beautiful thing to witness, as you know, too, Julia. Yes. Well, it's been 13 years, so I don't expect you to remember this, but my poor regression partner had to deal with me releasing tears that were really old from during my during our final exam 
I felt way better after the whole process was over, and I've I've never forgotten it. It left an indelible mark on me. There's a huge benefit because that energy felt like it was stored in the cells of this container. Yes. Like it came out of this body. That trauma or energy or unexpressed grief was still held in my current physical body. Yes. And that's what amazed me about the experience. So, you know, I'm going to thank you for giving me the opportunity to have that as one of my personal experiences and apologize to him wherever he may be for <laughs> being such a challenging final exam. We do, it, it does seem that our, our cells do store mm -hmm. what happened in our past lives that was not resolved yep. and not healed. Uh, even people sometimes will have scars or uh, body injuries relating to a past life. I had a, I have a friend studied hypnosis with me, and he said uh, he doesn't necessarily believe in past lives, but he recalled that from childhood he had dreams of being an adult male uh, in some Asian country, and at a wife and people were chasing them with rifles and he got shot in the middle of his back repeated the same dream over and over from early childhood and then he lifted up the back of his shirt and showed me in adulthood he got a melanoma in the center of his back oh my right, right where he had dreamt he had been shot and he had a huge scar where they cut it out now i i don't think a a little child is sophisticated enough to mm -hmm. create an analogy that comes in the form of a repetitive dream. Mm -hmm. And someone else in the class who was very psychic said yes uh, and told him, could see the incident, someone like you who can do readings, mm -hmm. told him actually about the incident. Very interesting. Like I said, it's this one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with you because there's so much more both opportunity for healing, but also for growth that can be found in people maybe exploring past life regression for themselves for their own personal reasons. It's amazing what the soul would let go of if people could just surrender to the process. Story, so many stories are running. If you wouldn't mind sharing like one of your favorites that really made an impact on you as far as your past life regression experience? You know, I, I do have one, and this is anonymous, so I, I doubt if yes, we would never identify the person. Mm -hmm. A young man um, who was college age came to me, and he, he had an issue. He was very, very attractive, um, the kind of, of man that a lot of women his age would just flip over. Mm -hmm. And he had no problem with that. But when he liked a woman, he would get frozen. He would get phobic. He would get obsessed. He would go nuts. And then he couldn't really pursue the relationship. I mean, it was really, really messing him up. And there was no reason for it. He was, again, intelligent had a good head on his shoulders in every other respect, but he was baffled. Why does this happen? He went back to a, a very, very simple lifetime 
he had a, a woman, I don't, I don't remember if it was his wife or someone that had moved in with him, who he loved terribly, uh, but uh, she was a kind of a cheap woman. And she talked all the time. And he was a very sullen man who did not really like to talk. So he would just sit there and listen. And then she would nag him. Why don't you talk to me? You never listen to me. And he actually loved her with his whole heart but he just wasn't able to express himself to her. And one day she just left. And in those days, when someone left or disappeared, you had no way of tracing them. You had no way of knowing where they had gone. He spent the rest of his life drinking, lonely, obsessed with this women, woman, waiting for her to come back. And he never, ever did. It was really... A very simple life. Mm -hmm. And by the way, most of our past lives are like that. They're very, very simple. Mm -hmm. And yet they have the clue. Mm -hmm. And because he recognized this, it completely changed his life. He even, uh, he wrote to me and, and was so happy. He even changed his major in college because he was now going to study psychology and work with people who had problems and obsessions. Wow. It was a, uh, just, it was really, really special. Transformative. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great story. And it's a wonderful place to end this episode. But before we go, do you have any final words or things about past life regression that you'd want to share with the listeners? I just say, you know, if you're listening to this, and something's getting sparked in you, mm-hmm. even if it's a tiny spark, go for it. Be careful that you go to someone who's really qualified mm-hmm. and take everything you can from the experience. If yeah. you're listening and something, there's a response that sparked within you, then I would say your soul is trying to talk to you. There's something for you to learn. And I, I will add, Julia does readings, and uh, I do past life regression mm-hmm. by phone. And uh, and actually, you would think, oh, why would I want to do it by phone? The phone actually makes it easier because people are in their own they're 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 in their comfort clothes, they're on their own bed in their own house, yep. and so they don't have to go through the thing of, oh, I don't know if I like her hair look at those shoes. Does she like me? Does she not like me? Um, It's comfortable and people can go just as deep or even deeper. Mm -hmm. And I don't do it via Zoom because we we use the voice. Mm -hmm. It's really awkward to set up a computer when you're lying down on your bed to show your face. So So how can people get in touch with you? The best uh, website would be um, of course, you know, HTTPS, mm-hmm. whatever. Past hyphen life hyphen regression hyphen Sedona dot com. Past life regression Sedona dot com. Okay. Words separated by hyphens. Okay. Again, I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. Right. And and I don't uh, I don't give out my phone number on my website because. Uh, you get calls that are not wanted, but I'll give it out here on the podcast because I know anyone that's listening is a, a precious soul and re- 
honest, so forth. It's 928-451-6116. And people can get in touch with me that way. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you again for such an enlightening conversation. I, frankly, really enjoyed myself. Thank you. It was uh, quite a pleasure and quite an honor. It was fun, too, for me. Well, that's our time for today. If you enjoyed this show, please go to our website, EvolvingHumansPodcast.com, and leave us a voicemail with your questions or your comments. Just click on the purple microphone in the lower right-hand corner of the homepage 